This is a honky tonk man, the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Hey everybody, this is Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. You are listening to... And you're listening to The Wrestler Review. Priceless. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Wrestler Review. We've said it before and we're going to say it again. This episode is going to be fucking weird. <laughs> Here is the thing. Here is the thing that'll be weird about uh, this episode, John. Number one, this man essentially did uh, two things in wrestling, and neither of them good. Also, this episode, by the way, was a Patreon pick from Keith. Keith, Keith, you did it, Keith. Keith, thank you so much for telling us that you only liked wrestling in two thousand and fucking four. You <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> I want to hear about The Undertaker, who's Hakushi, and then also one time Vince McMahon got scared from a Bram Stoker's Dracula poster. <laughs> also, we should reiterate this. Uh, I am Dylan Gott. That is John Hastings. He we are the, worse than me. We are the wrestling If you had to review. rate wrestling podcasts, here is it, here's how it goes. Us. Five stars on iTunes, please. Goes us. Art of Wrestling. Yep. No one else. No, one, no other ones. Pritchard, coming for you. Yeah, should we do one where I fake have? We should do a parody episode where I, we one of us is a fake WWE writer, <laughs> and the other one's just one of those nerds who's trying to sell home insurance. Yeah, one of those creepy <laughs> guys with a job you don't really want to get into. What do you do? I hold people's debt in Alabama. I got a big house and I got a wide dick. <laughs> I collect wrestling memorabilia and refer to my girlfriend in a way that makes people doubt she exists. <laughs> So this episode is, of course... Who am I? I'm a guy that Ric Flair once said in a very creepy way on a podcast. Here's how you know people are your friends. When it really counts. I'll tell you when it really counts. When you need M-O-N-E-Y. And it's basically Ric Flair being like, this guy pays to hang out with me. Oh my god. I know it's been a while ago, but that 30 for 30 on Ric Flair is like... No one, no one, at no point in that Ric Flair documentary, in the, I was just wiping off, uh, at no point in that Ric Flair documentary did they mention uh, the crazy, crazy article uh, that Grantland posted when they were still an active website where it was just a t an oral history of Ric Flair getting loans from people and oh my God. those loans back. And another story where, like, basically when he was not with the WWE after he retired, quote unquote. Um, there was a bunch of stuff where he just took independent bookings for like five appearances and then just, <laughs> he took money for five appearances and then just would do like two. Like, yeah, then fuck you. Fucking scumbag. Oh, he's a fucking asshole. He truly is the Michael Jordan of professional wrestling. Oh, and that he has a oh, Hitler tash? That guy tash? was amazing. That guy was really good. What's he like in real life? Literally the worst person you could possibly imagine. Michael Jordan is the best in that the way he's the worst person is so creative. What do you mean? Oh, the one where he's like... Take your goddamn shoes off in my house. Uh, there's that. All the gambling stories are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Uh, went around and bribed every baggage handler at every airport and then would bet the team whose bags come out first because he'd rigged it. Fucking Christ. Uh, for any commercial shoot, sh uh, shoot, you have them for 15 minutes. Or the other one where he knew the... There was another weird one where it's like you knew the... Pa he... I forget it was either him or Scottie Pippen. I'm, I apologize for this, but one I think Scottie Pippen knew the pattern of the hot dog races that they would show at halftime. Yeah, he knew the pattern, 
So he would just bet Jordan and he would always, and then Jordan found that out and went fucking insane. <laughs> but it's also why when anyone's like, oh, Phil Jackson, he's so good at dealing with people's personalities. Like, Kobe Bryant is a docile puppy next to, I understand that you're a good coach. I'm the reason we're on television. I do what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. Yeah, and apparently the flu game was he was just hung over. Well, yeah. here's a guy who's not like that at all. This guy's actually a really nice person, if you listen to interviews with him. Kevin Furtig, a.k.a. Mordecai, a.k.a. Kevin, Kevin Thorne, Thorne, a.k.a. Thought he was the zombie. I swear to God, I was like, this guy was the fucking zombie. What a piece of shit. It's so weird. He's so much smaller than I thought he would be. Because you met him. You kissed him, didn't you? No, he's 6'3". And they were talking about him as being an Undertaker opponent. And it's like, I thought he would be like 6'8 or something. No, he's. that's the weird thing with well, it. He's just like a really good-shaped dude. In 2004, this was the time when they were basically bottoming out. They didn't have Undertaker it, opponents. Undertaker was back being the dead man. He was on yeah. SmackDown full-time. This was also the beginning of The Undertaker really becoming like, he's the locker room fucking general. He's in charge. But he of was that beforehand. I mean, there's the whole thing where it's like, Undertaker was taping his fist to make sure Sean did the job. But this was the time where basically, like... If like this was where SmackDown was all the assholes and all the young guys, so it's like yeah, him and that's J- true, yeah, yeah, him, JBL, Farouk, Teddy Long were all like a crew, and then if anyone yeah. did anything they didn't like, it would be like we're taking you to wrestlers court. Oh, I didn't realize this publicly traded company has a quasi secret organization very that tries weird. people. Very very weird because this is. By the way, Teddy Long uh, went to wrestlers' court, I believe, three times, all because he just refused to pay trans uh, transit costs, and his reason <laughs> was why I don't want to pay it. <laughs> that is a weird. Who story. told that story? By the way, Teddy Long, and he's proud of it. Yeah, of course, there's I a- love that man. There's a uh, there's another. That's just a weird thing. Some people have like uh, comedians are like that too. Here's one. Uh, here's a good one. Uh, I was I took a cab in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Whoa, landstorm, right? And uh, then uh, a guy I went to tip the cab driver, and the comic I was with said, "Don't waste your money. I, Don't I, tip him." And took I'm, the money I'm out of my need, hand. I'm gonna need to know that name. All right, let's talk about Kevin Furtig, not rural Canadian comedy. Um, I would he say he's more an urban Canadian comic. A little got there. He got into uh, speak slower. Speak slower, you fucking idiot! Ah! He got into wrestling um, through working out. His story is so much more eighties than anyone else's story. Absolutely, even and thank goodness we get to return to a city I hate. His first promotion, Memphis Championship Wrestling. Fuck you, Jerry Lawler. Perfect. Um, as a kid, he wasn't even allowed to watch wrestling. And uh, here's how we got into wrestling. Sid was rehabbing. Sid Vicious was rehabbing, and he was working at the same gym. And Sid was like, oh, you're the only guy the same size as me here. Do you want to help me work out? And then he started, and Sid couldn't really work because he was working. He's like fucked up his neck or something. No, it was also right after he fucked up his leg. It was 2000. Yeah, but he had also, like, out of that, he had fucked up his neck and whatever. Old man at the time. I can't wrestle a full match. Do you want to? Do you want to be my tag team partner? You want to be his, what his first name was in wrestling? Seven. Kid Vicious. Sid Vicious and Kid Vicious? Sid Vicious. He and he didn't have any boots, so he just wore the Sid Justice uniform. He wore like the blue. Did he do the heart punch? And then I'm go sure into props? he did if he was Kid Vicious. He just was Sid too. It's the best thing ever. And he's a shorter, dark-haired Sid. Yeah. And he's basically treated like Sid uses him as like an assistant. Like he 
sells Polaroids for Sid after the show. He said one time that Sid made like seven grand in Polaroid sales. How much did Sid give him? I feel like Sid's the nothing. Kind of- no, and then because he he was treating him like a like a young boy. Like a little fuck thing. <laughs> yeah. You work for me. Well, they weren't, Mem- like, you know, they were hovering around Memphis, so they were just doing it the Jerry Lawler way. Yeah, exactly. And he did, like, old school territory, man, because Sid was working, like, everything like it was a territory. Because Sid could do that because of his profile, right? So he could basically dial it back and pretend it was a territory. For a guy who, like, for all intents and purposes, seemed to hate wrestling, Yeah, Sid really, like, he went for it. Like, he... Had a really big name for a guy that was like, mm, how about instead I just don't? Well, Sid literally could not have had a better look for professional wrestling. Oh my God, it was perfect. So it's so weird too because Mr. Furte gets into the WWF or the WWE very quickly and Sid had wanted had been wanting to come back at that point too. So it's mm. kind of like weird to be like, no, we'll take your little friend. I'll give you some comeback. Are you serious? <laughs> I need some. I need some, John. I, w- I just want to know where this... Div- like I, d- I had no idea about this Sid connection. I just want to know where their relationship eventually falls apart because I know it's going to be like, oh, Sid then just demanded that he got to fuck Kevin Thorne's wife. Well, Tommy Rogers... Oh, uh, yeah! Apparently. Apparently, Tommy Rogers caused a big rift between them. Um. Yeah, Tommy Rogers, and they had a big falling out, and I'm I'm sure it was part of it was probably jealousy because Sid wanted to come back. Like Sid, honestly, we talked about this in the episode, but honestly, Sid thinks he should be the number one guy in professional wrestling right now. He thinks they should bring him back and put him over everybody because he's the number one talent. I guarantee that they are maybe seven months away from doing that. Brock Lesnar, (laughs) Sid, WrestleMania 35 or whatever we're at now. Oh my God! Please don't say that. Is the WrestleMania 34 or 35? I think they won't because I think Sid probably treated Triple H real shitty when they were in their first run. And that's literally why not. Yeah, but if yeah, but if Vince McMahon is still in power, if Vince McMahon remembers Sid exists, yeah. he's coming back. He already did come back. He came back for a quick thing where he squashed Heath Slater. He, I think Vince McMahon thought that was just Vader again. <laughs> was that Vader? He's so thin now. Like my dick. Oh, pick me, Vader. Oink, while I fuck you, Vader. Um, he didn't know any... It's WrestleMania 34 we're heading into, by the way. Sorry, everybody. Okay, he, he didn't He didn't uh, know anything about wrestling at the time. Um, and who... Brought- How crazy out of context must it be to meet Sid Vicious out of context? <laughs> you want play a baseball? <laughs> <laughs> And him and Tommy Rogers were apparently always complaining about softball <laughs> or something. Uh, also, uh, he gets brought into the WWE by... Tommy Rogers. Who's the guy you talk about more than anyone in the world? Me. Jim Cornette. Yeah. Cornette brings him in. Oh, to OVW. Seven, yeah. Yeah, he brings him into OVW. So that's when he brings brought Because this is Cornette's um, time in EV, uh, OVW. This is like well before the Santo, Santino Morello situation. Jim Ross is slowly winding down as creative head. And now they're bringing in John Laurinaitis. So Jim Cornette's numbers, days are soon very much numbered because he would do things like call John Laurinaitis and uh, tell, say something very rude and then go, thank you, fuck you, bye. 
Thank you, fuck you, bye. Yeah. Thank you, fuck you, bye. Um, yeah, you brought in. Uh, and this is, again, I think this would have been, so if this is 2001, 2002, this is the th- second or third batch of graduates. No, because this is like, Cena ha- went up. Cena's already gone up. Le- Lesnar's already up. Batista's up. Batista's up. So this is a weird class because Mordecai's from that class, like the class of like Cena, Batista. Yeah, he would have been around that Orton. time. Yeah, but um, it, no, but it's, it would have been slightly like he would have been like if the, in high school terms they were the seniors and he was the junior, but he's around at the same time. I would agree yes. with that. Yeah, um, and he's given the gimmick of seven, representing the seven deadly sins. Of course, he fucking he's is. never had a good gimmick. <laughs> I, I, he's had two of the worst gimmicks ever. Which ones were they? Hakushi, uh, ha- ha- Hakushi Haku- Light. Hakushi Undertaker. Hakushi Taker. He's literally a vampire. And yeah. Remember, we'll get to it, but during his debut match, Taz just keeps going, Yeah, he's a fucking vampire guy. <laughs> he just keeps going, uh, It's vampire and guy. They, he's pretty scary. And they refer to Ariel basically like, like if I had to nice. sum up what t- Taz, is, Taz is being prevented from saying because of decency, it's just like, them, he drinks blood. She drinks cum. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he talks about this where he's so bold. Like, he's gotten everything so easily. It gives him this, like, crazy amount of confidence to just basically walk up to anybody and say shit. And also, they're really desperate at this time for new talent because to some of 2004 the is-, is they're doing this like eight things at the same time. Raw is Raw is weekly rape and abortion angles, and SmackDown they're trying to make in like a kids show. Yeah, they're trying to make a kids show, but all of the performers are the worst men ever. Like Kurt Angle, height of pill addiction. John uh, John Layfield, literally shitting on people. The Undertaker, drunk on whiskey and going through a divorce. Ron Simmons, looking for someone to fuck. Teddy Long, <laughs> selling Viagra to the wrestlers. Like <laughs> I like the idea of. Uh, JBL JBL is probably like you fucking gay you're gay yeah you gay with me yeah <laughs> is it not it's not gay if I do it to you or if you do it to me that's I, what, anything I do with a man is not gay those are the rules I hate gay people I, fuck me in the ass I bet you JBL is like the booty warrior from locked up what's that we can do this the easy way or the hard way one thing you need to know I like booty. <laughs> you know what a booty is? It's a man's behind. <laughs> I don't. I think JBL is a rapist. Yeah. We should do a list of top. Right here on list, top five rapists. I can do it right list. now. Number five, oh. Ric Flair. Number four, Ric Flair. <laughs> Number three, JBL. Okay. Number two, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Number one. Noted pederast, Macho Man Randy Savage. Really? Jerry Lawler's not even on the list. No, because he convinced them that it was their decision stat. afterwards. You ever heard of stat rape? I have, yes. I forgot. The, Mem- the King I of forgot. Memphis stat rape in brackets. Yeah, the King, of, the King of Memphis and the Queen of I Don't Want Grass on My Field. <laughs> yeah, we got some, uh, we got some good uh, up-and-coming prospects this year. Oh, you mean the college basketball team? Oh, no, I just look at the grade 8 graduation. Yeah, <laughs> I just pop down to the grade 8 graduation and give a speech <laughs> in a crown. 
Jesus fucking Christ. This ain't a facelift. It's just when you get so much young pussy juice on your cheeks. No, John. It sucks it back. You think he got a heart attack in the ring because he noticed an 11-year-old who was developing early and couldn't control himself? You think that's what Kevin, first thing Kevin Thorne learned about wrestling. Ooh, uh, if you're a big man, you don't have to sell. Second thing, don't look at the moms, look at the daughters. Because <laughs> they're the ones you can mold. I? You can teach them to be what you like. When the current climate, which is great, which is all these fucking sexual predators are being outed, when that turns to wrestling, it is going to be a fucking gold rush of insanity i don't know man there's pretty pretty solid evidence that jimmy snooker killed a woman and no one cared i think her family cared the thing is you have to you have to the world no, no, that was in the, the world has to change the, that world has to change to be moral and that will never happen in pro wrestling that'll happen in pro wrestling when all when seth rollins is in his mid 50s so like four years from now ha <laughs> 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 seth ha <laughs> ha <laughs> 20 years from now Fuck people will you. be like wait Fuck a you. minute Actually, that's bad. Like that that'll that's what will happen. Like when it, the only the, the, again, but uh, like to bring it back to like Yes, I see your point. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the only the only that'll be in 20 years when everyone's gone. Well, I think Vince McMahon will die and they'll read his will and be like, "Why did this man demand to be buried in all these lacy bras?" <laughs> oh, also for oh. The, for those of you wanting uh, who think like oh Vince McMahon, uh, his mom is still alive. <laughs> what? His mom's still alive. His mom's like ninety eight. Jesus fucking Christ! I mean, I guess Vince McMahon was adopted, was he not? No. Wasn't he adopted? No. Knocked oh. knocked up out of wedlock, I believe. Okay, well let's, then let's put it this way: Vince McMahon Senior. Get he, it. He he took it. Uh oh no. I don't want. I don't like that. Uh, he's, he's gonna get it, and he's gonna give it to you. Well, here's the thing about that. Then uh, Vince Man gonna be alive a long time. How insane is he gonna be at 90 years old? <laughs> I don't know. He'll still be trying to push John Cena. He'll uh, be like, yeah, it'll be. Uh, I don't want to Jason be Jordan versus Roman Reigns seven times a show every show. I don't want to be rude, but I do wish dementia on Vince McMahon. I wish that. They would just tell. I wish they would just show Jason Jordan, like they would have just had Jason Jordan out there and then told Vince McMahon that was Samoa Joe, and then he would have been like, "We'll push Samoa Joe," and then it, the world would be a nicer place. That's true. People would like it a lot better. Uh, so here's how he pitches Mordecai to Vince McMahon. Basically, Vince asks him if he has any ideas, and then he pitches Mordecai, which is like the Southern Baptist. Uh, he's like basically a Southern Baptist preacher type thing. Yeah. Um, he's all white. And the weird thing is, if you think about this, Mordecai didn't work out. But then, what did Shawn Michaels basically become? Do at the WrestleMania, one of the WrestleManias with the Undertaker. He was fucking Mordecai. <laughs> yeah, it was the light to the dark. Yeah. But the difference was that Shawn Michaels wasn't a fucking bad guy. He was a bad guy though. Shawn Michaels. He. No, during that during that WrestleMania, he did some heel shit. Like he would attack the Undertaker from behind. Yeah, he was doing heel shit, but it was that Shawn Michaels phase where it's like, it doesn't matter what he does. Yeah, everyone's He's Shawn gonna, Michaels. Yeah, everyone's gonna like him. So he doesn't. Like it was the other side. Like he'd basically been forgiven for being in on the Montreal screw job in everywhere but just Montreal. <laughs> yeah, 
And he's still like people think Shawn Michaels. He, Shawn Michaels hasn't changed. He's still a piece of shit. Yeah, he's still like a. He's a sober piece of shit, which I think is worse because if he was yeah. drunk, well, he's mellow and he'll sleep. But that match he does with Hogan is just like so fucking crazy. Anyone else would have been fired, fired so far. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he continues to be fine. He's ripped off a lot of people. He's fucking an arrogant piece of shit. Yeah, and also is like he's the like he's a crazy fucking southern christian of the like someone was asking him about gay people and he gave the answer of i've been told not to speak my views yeah so this is the answer they always give which is like being gay isn't a big deal i've known gay people for a long time and it's like oh yeah you want to be like let me tell you about them fucking marys <laughs> if you do that to a man you explode that's my belief yeah uh, so mordecai does this big it's fine when i did it with Kevin, because <laughs> between our dicks, we're women. You have a bit too much wine. That's the only excuse. Yeah. Red wine makes you gay. Write Here's how down. you also know that he's an asshole. Is it in his book, he never admitted to doing cocaine when it's very clear. It was like, oh, he's got the coke guy. Yeah. He was the coke guy. Yeah. Oh, he has the coke guy. He has the coke guy. He has the drifter. Uh, he also has the. Elias Sampson, the eye. Uh. <laughs> He also has the everyone in the clique always talks about like, um, oh, and then the coke would come out and Kevin would leave and then we'd hang out. <laughs> oh, then the coke would come out and then uh, Sean would uh, not be there. Please like me, Sean. Yeah, can Give I me have fifty bucks, Sean? I want to come hang out at NXT too. <laughs> Here, all right. So Mordecai, Kevin Furtig goes in, pitches Mordecai. Vince McMahon fucking loves it immediately they do a promo like immediately they go to a sound stage and do a test promo and it and Vince how they got walks in during it is smiling like he says i've never seen vince never smiled at me like this again smiles so much the undertaker comes in vince calls the undertaker gets him to come in and they watch him do a promo and then he doesn't really know what's happening he doesn't understand that it's like, do this right, kid, and you're going to make... Yeah. And then Undertaker goes like... Undertaker's like, you did good. Like, you did but really good. But what's so crazy is how they went from Southern Baptist preacher to what Mordecai debuted as is ridiculous. Yeah, because he wanted to be like Southern Baptist preacher. He wanted to be like... Like a Jim Fix type of a like, and save you... Sort of what they did with D uh, Reverend Devon, but way better. Yeah. No, he still wanted... Like, he wanted to be an all-white. He... Like, the Mordecai thing wasn't far off from his vision, really, because you have to make him, like, a, yeah, Mordecai a demon talk. of the light, bro. No. But he didn't talk. There was nothing about him that was interesting. The problem no, was he did. He did. He did. Uh, he did a bunch of uh, vignettes. When he came, when he debuted, it was, all I remember thinking was, like, oh, is that, is that new Undertaker? Like, it's like, he's white man Undertaker. He, had they done an Undertaker opponent like this before this? They, because this is a very this much. This is very much. Uh, uh, you're dialing it back twelve years. This, this is, is a 1992. Very, yeah, this is a opponent. in the giant Gonzalez vein of it's mm -hmm. like it's the creepy monster boys, mm -hmm. as opposed to what they were doing with Undertaker Pokemon, which is like he has this one move he can beat him. He's a prestigious wrestler. He can beat him. Yeah, he's beaten everyone else, so he could beat him. Yeah, that's but like stuff. Undertaker monster characters up to this point. Like, let's try and name some of them. We got like you said, Giant Gonzalez. Come right. on, okay, let's, I can do it. Let's no, no, no. How about Undertaker monster opponents who were brought in for the Undertaker? So we're excluding Kamala, we're excluding King Kong Bundy, like not people who like 
had lost before. Well, there was a lot of guys that they pretty much every guy they brought in specifically to be an Undertaker opponent didn't end up being an Undertaker opponent until like far down the road. Batista was developed specifically to be an Undertaker opponent. Yeah. Uh, Mordecai was developed specifically to be an Undertaker opponent. Yeah. Those are the two big ones I I know. Um. So we got Giant Gonzalez. And then uh, the ones that were they, the they, new Undertaker, Undertaker the two, the new Undertaker, Kane, Kane, um, who else? That's about it. There's got to be more. Not really. I'm just going through the WrestleMania. I mean, opponents. after this, Great Cali, Great Cali, Roman Reigns, kind of. Roman Reigns. Yeah, they basically are positioning it so it's like he's taking the fucking mantle from the Undertaker. The Undertaker. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I guess around the title, yeah, but never. I'm right. It. You're as usual. Oh, fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Language is inappropriate for our broadcast. He has this weird cross that he brings out the ring. Mordecai does, where he just puts it. He has to like set it in the ground before yep. he does the match. It's really uncomfortable to watch. It's re- here's another thing. When Mordecai, all right, well let's 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 talk about how he looks first. I think you think he looks like the the Undertaker, but. Hakushi. Fuck Hakushi you. Undertaker. I would submit to you he looks like the guy that trains the bride in Kill Bill 2. Yes, he also looks like that. He like also, a lot. He also <laughs> sort of looks like Raiden from Mortal Kombat. Like, yes. Like it's very much a variety like pick of... I think it was mostly the reason people didn't like him is because that logo looks so fucking stupid. Oh my god, the whole thing was stupid. The, the music everything was needs terrible. merch because it is... Oh, the music was really bad. Everything needs merch because it's professional wrestling, but that logo was so fucking stupid. It's like, it's basically a cross, but like then there's a weird barbed wire circle. Yeah, it. it was fucking annoying. And also, none of that was a Southern preacher. And it's, again, one of those things where to really head that home, yes, he should wrestle in all white, but he should come out in a suit and be the smiling guy healing people, put him with a fucking irritating woman. Like a Vicky yeah, a Gu- woman. Like a, like a Vicky a Guerrero. Woman. Put him with Vicky Guerrero, and Vicky Guerrero is his like... Is his weird wife that's always helping him cheat and shit like that, like all those healer preachers did. Or just have fucking Father James Mitchell comes out, baby. Yeah, baby, Sinister Minister. That would have been minister. fucking great. Yeah, Sinister Minister comes out. Uh, I mean, that makes it too bang on because the other thing about this is Paul Bearer is kind of back in the Undertaker's corner at this point. So that kind of yes. makes it bang on. Well, he isn't. He isn't. This is the really sad, one of the many sad parts of Paul Bearer's life where he's like, I'm so fat, I'm going to kill myself. And they're like, no. Oh yes, I like cheese too much. Um, Oh yes, he debuts against Scotty Too Hotty. Scotty Too Hotty gets some offense in. Yeah, he does. Like why? And this, by the way, is not have him kill somebody. This is not too cool, Scotty Too Hotty. This is racing striped trousers. Yes, it is. Late two thousand Scotty Too Hotty. People, much like Alicia Fox, people forget Scotty Tuhati was in WWE till like 2010, and he hadn't been over for 10 years, and he was balding. Like, imagine if Will Arnett, with his hairline, just gelled it up. Oh, yeah. His gimmick by the end should have been like, they basically, they could have kept developing it, and they could have just been like, here's Scotty Tuhati. He's the sad guy at the club. Yeah. Scotty Tuati lost a match and now is asking the winner if they want to hang out. They're saying no. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You want a party? 
Uh, no, thank you. Scotty Too Hotty just bought some cigarettes for some kids and asked for the money. They're not giving him the money, yeah. and he's crying. <laughs> yeah, they beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Brian Scotty Christopher, too- still on pills. Reason, Scotty Too Hotty's night terrors. <laughs> he's never seen someone sleep cry before. Mommy hugged me not enough, and Daddy did it too much. <laughs> Too much in the butt, too much in the butt. Jerry no, Lawler no. likes it in the butt. He doesn't strike me as a butt guy. He wants to look at their faces while they cry. Oh, like, oh, I was now to say it's something, real. I was supposed to say something fucking heinous. We're just having some fun jokes and now you made it bad. I take it to the fucking next level. Ooh, we joke about this because if we talk about it seriously, it'll hit home. <laughs> and that's not good. Does Jerry Lawler do any shoot interviews? Because if he does, I imagine they're four minutes long when they're like, and then your first wife, that never happened, run. Yeah. (laughs) That whore is lying. Bye-bye. And then I learned how to draw cartoons because that's how you lure them. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what was wrong with how Louis C.K. and Bill Cosby went about it. They didn't have a little friend named Gene Okerlund. (laughs) Oh, no. Welcome, everybody. Some people call them sloppy seconds. I call them warmed up. (laughs) <laughs> um, did you know there's the old proverb if a tree falls in the wood can you hear it fall my version is if you use a chainsaw deep enough in the woods you can be as loud as you want <laughs> it doesn't make sense but that doesn't matter yeah uh mordecai you think that's whiskey on my breath that's rotten pussy <laughs> oh, fuck. oh, oh no oh i feel very bad all right, so here's my idea for a character. It's all white, but like it's got Gene's soul. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, but his ring getup is this weird. He's wearing a white shirt that's weirdly too tight, and parts of it are see-through, and parts of it are not. <laughs> and then a, a, a reverse priest collar, so it's white, but then black in the middle. Yeah. And he just looks up at the sky and is like, remember how Bubba Ray looked when he was nut after a table? Oh, yeah. Uh, he does that, but at the sky. He's oh, and like, can you make sure, oh, by I'm the way, coming because I beat Scotty too hotty. Can you also make sure that the commentators, for no reason, even though they're trying to put me over, have a sense of condescension? Yeah, and so he beats Hardcore Holly. The other thing is he's using the razor's edge. Beats him off. You can't do that. Maybe you can't. I can. I'm good. But you can't. Like, I understand the symbolism of, like, it's it's a cross. So, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mordecai loves Jesus and thinks everything should be pure. He's I like, also don't understand why you'd use the razor's edge for no other reason than it's a terrible move. Yeah. I mean. And also, you don't need to incorporate the other guy's body into get it, I'm religious. Just have him before the match, before he does it, do what Jean-Paul Lafayette was, which was he used to do the pirate, what they called the pirate cross. So the guy was on the Great ground. Great point. And they, he would just make a cross and then lift up and then jump off the top rope in the cannonball. Yeah, that's a great, great point. Thank you. I'm Give very him any other the- move. Like you, you can't be like, oh my God, we have this new character. What's his finisher? The rock bottom. <laughs> like It's like yeah. people are just going to think of Razor Ramon whenever they see this weird wizard character do shit. Well, it's also one of those things where Vince McMahon's a very interesting character and in that he does get excited. It's one of those things where you don't want him to get too excited about something because then it doesn't live up to his bizarre expectations, it seems. Like he's like, we did it. He's perfect. He coughed. Have his parents killed. And everyone thinks Mordecai was like a really shitty character. I don't think he was He that wasn't given bad. an opportunity to do anything besides be a sad boy. Yeah. I don't think like... 
they the hardcore Holly the match he has with hardcore Holly at, at a great at the first Great American Bash, like when they restarted the Great American Bash, is so bad and what so a great boring. American Gash. Nice. That's what I slam every night. I cheat all the time. On who? It's fine. On my wife. Not a real person. That's true. Never met her. You meet her all the time. I meet her all the time too. M E A T. That means sex. No, it doesn't. Just I use it for sex, and then she, uh, I put her in a closet. I say no talking. Oh, it's very uncomfortable. Oh, for her, yes, but for me, I get to hang out with the boys. Oh, I don't realize you were the Saturdays Louis- are for the boys. I didn't realize you were the Louis C.K. of wrestling podcasts. I'm not. Yes, you, you are. are. No, I'm you a great are. guy. First of all, it would take so much more than being Louis C.K. to be the Louis C.K. of wrestling <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, that's a very sad, unfortunate point. I am going to say this right now. I think we are in a small group of people who have both have wrestling podcasts and have had sex outside. <laughs> there's Other than the professional wrestlers who do wrestling podcasts, I think there's six of us. <laughs> yeah, and two of them somehow are that guy who's on Jim Cornette's show because he has two shows. <laughs> Um, so Mordecai basically goes over like a yellow fart. No, it's not how he went over because as we've seen from the last couple of years, this is Vince McMahon post WCW. He doesn't give a shit. What happens is um, Mr. Furtig is at a bar. Some dude's chatting shit. Yeah, bar fight. Headbutts the dude. Why wouldn't you? He w- used to work at that bar as a bouncer. They're like, no worries. We saw everything. We'll say whatever. But turns out that dude's kind of rich. His parents learn that he's working for the WWE and just hire a lawyer and fucking sue the pants off the WWE. Sue the pants off the WWE because it's like I think it was something basically to the effect of like you knew you shouldn't have fought that dude because you were so much bigger than him and it turned out the dude was you know drunking drinking thins out your blood so he almost fucking bleeds out like he's in the hospital for a long time. Oh cuz he's a pussy. I didn't realize that they still let pussies outside. Nice. Thank you. I've never bled. Um, <laughs> if you stab me, I just piss. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so <laughs> I can't look at you. That's very funny. <laughs> don't look at me. I'm a coy girl. Look into the pee hole. Uh, <laughs> so you do have a wide pee hole. It's thank weird. you. It's one of those things where if when you take your dick out, if you don't do it slowly, you hear a subtle. Yeah, when I uh, when I come, it just goes. It's like molasses. I now don't go uh, when I come. I just go. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> That's yours. <laughs> Take it all. Drink it. Drink it up, vagina. Nice. Thank That's you. terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's thirsty. <laughs> oh, no. Do it and then go to her vagina and be like, are you full or do you need some more? And that's when you look her in the eyes and she starts crying. <laughs> uh, so he's in this bar fight. They take him off TV. They take him off TV completely. How far has wrestling come where time was, if you didn't win a bar fight, you were fired? Now, you want a bar fight? Get the fuck out of here! No, they take him off TV, and then the family upped the lawsuit to $5 million, and that's when they fired him. Yeah. They fired him because they're like, we're done with this fucking legal cost bullshit. They fired him, and uh, basically, they have him just do... He just does independence, essentially. He does independence. Until he's rehired by OVW, yeah. and comes back as Kevin Thorne, which we will get into... After, After the, the break. break. 
like, are you thirsty? I'll tell you who's thirsty. My knife for blood. <laughs> oh, doctor. Hey, everybody. Before you enjoy this delightful episode of The Rest Review, myself, John Hastings, and Dylan Gott want to tell you to go to our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash The Rest Review. Uh, Patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review. Patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review. Give money and receive offers such as bonus episodes. The chance to pick which wrestler we review on next week's episode, maybe. And John might get a Barry Darso tattoo. And this. He farted. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Farting. I want to say this. Kevin Thorne, if you were wondering, lost that lawsuit to the tune of $112,000. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Never get into a bar fight, guys. Not Maybe you don't. I do them all the time. No, you don't. I get into bar debates because I'm a master debater. Ooh. I'm deleting that. Um, <laughs> so he comes back as Kevin Thorne. Who wants to fuck? I do. Let's all fuck and make it vampire themed. All right. Let's quickly discuss how do you think this idea came about? I'll tell I you know, how it happened. I know how it actually came about. Oh, oh you did you? ECW's on the sci-fi network, so we're going to have science fiction characters. That's what they had to, though. Yeah. Sci-fi demanded that they have some sci-fi element to it, and that's why Sandman came to the zombie. It's the but best. They had to have some sort of sci-fi element to it. It's very... I find it very irritating, and also... but thank I God, like... I mean... But here's the one thing we're very lucky of. That fucking uh, Jill Jobardi, a.k.a. the Disco Inferno, work, wasn't working at WWF Creative, because he has many times picks, pitched the alien invasion angle. Which Aliens is. show up at the arena and start um, possessing wrestlers, and then they become a faction, which is the alien possessed men, basically. So basically, he wanted to do wrestling's version of Space Jam. Yeah, basically. <laughs> he wanted to do oh. wrestling Space Jam? You turned me immediately around on this. I've gone from <laughs> absolutely not to, yes, please. Sting has to lead the opposition to i'm just using wcw people to ddp i'm assuming this is 2000 so it's sting versus sting and a group of no, no, midget they, wrestlers this was, his against this was his pitch in tna and who did he pitch that idea to who you fucking cut what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> that is he a pitch that to jim Cornette. that is a man who can't read a room uh, Jim, uh, here's my idea for the rest. Are you fucked? <laughs> Here, that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Here's the other thing, though. Uh, Lucha Underground, right? Lucha Underground? Yeah. Uh, kind of doing something like this. Though. Of course they are. It's Lucha Underground. It's great. And now, in the Lucha Underground te- temple, it's uh, I get to name your baby on a pole match. <laughs> Lucha Underground, fantastic. Everyone's like... I don't know, let's jump the shark. It's fucking wrestling, guys. I love it. Have a couple cold brews and enjoy the punch fighting of playing around. Um, when do you cry? I cry every day after this podcast because I know it never gets another better. hour of comedic gold. Um, I assume everyone at home is praying. Uh, that this podcast goes two hours? It might, because Kevin Thor had an extensive career that could be summed up in this sentence. Get a stripper, and the one that's done porn and considers this yeah, yeah. a step up. How do they want to bring Kevin Thorne in? He ate a baby on television? No, they wanted to bring him in with Gangrel. Oh, that would have been fucking great! Yeah, apparently him and Gangrel are great friends, and they have a tag team on uh, the Indies. Why didn't they bring him in with Gangrel? Because at this time, Gangrel was directing pornography. 
Again, at this time, we are, what, 18 months from Hey Kane. You fucked a dead girl's corpse. and now no, that, go- no, this is 2006, 2007. Okay, two years. Fucked a dead girl's corpse is two years ago. Two years, yeah. But now this is when this is when they're like, okay, we got to go PG This again. is the beginnings of them trying to go PG. It's crazy they tried to reboot ECW and be PG. Yeah. Which is why... Unless they could have done But that's why ECW was so bad when it first started. A, they lost Sabu and RVD right away because they were getting high. Which is fucking stupid. What the fuck are you doing, guys? No, I mean... That anyone was shocked they were getting high? Dudes should be illegal, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) If you smoke enough of it, Bob Marley shows up. Nerds. So, they wanted to bring him in with uh, Gangrel, the... The porno man himself, and uh, they but they do what they do is his manager debuts before him, Ariel, mm. and her gimmick is she's a witch, no tarot card reader. Oh fuck! Not even a witch. They neuter her that much. Oh my god! To me, it's like if ECW's if you're gonna be on sci-fi, have a fucking like do something completely different. I mean, you want the East. You're just going to piss off the ECW fans. So just basically be like, you know those characters that everyone was like, "How? why is The Undertaker a zombie and blah, blah, blah? Dump a bunch of those guys on just like some basically fucking shitty- Basically, do Shikara. I- yeah, do Shikara. Because here's the thing is- Do like, people just want I- wrestling to be really fun again. We yeah. know it's fake. Like, just make it fun and stupid. And that was the thing with ECW is a certain brand and then being like, yeah. but there's a, there's a vampire in it. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, exactly. And it's also neutered in a certain way. And also by bringing back certain guys where it's like weird, where it's like, yeah, you have the Sandman and Tommy Dreamer who you like, everyone liked, but you make the one thing that was good about the Sandman, you can't, you refuse to pay the money for. And then you quickly learn he doesn't know how to wrestle. Yeah. All yeah. he was good at was walking to the ring. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, this is this is just something I kind of thought of is like how everyone. This is really the first seed of so they bring back ECW. They have sci-fi characters in it, which is not going to work. Everyone knows that, and this is really the first seed of like how now everyone hates indie wrestlers, indie wrestling fans who show up to Raw and chant ironic things, and really the first seed of this, the first seed of that happening was they did a. They did that ECW at the Manhattan Center when it was solidly WWE CW. Yeah. And they had a match with Batista versus Big Show. And the fans chanted. Same old shit. And the best one, turn the channel. Turn the channel. And it was so loud that Taz acknowledged it by saying, I won't turn the channel. I love being on Safa. Yeah, exactly. And then that's like, you you fucked your, your, your company's fucked now. And that is why people do this because you're not now you've created a fan base that was always there, but really you've just really, really highlighted a fan base that are just fucking now. Th- now you're not going to give them what they want. You're not going to give a shit that entertains them. They'll still show up to the shows. I don't know why, but they'll still show up to the shows and just ruin your television show. Yeah, they'll just troll you because you 10 years ago, you kicked a fucking dog. They liked essentially. You bought you bought a dog. You th- you said a dog was dead. You brought back their childhood dog just to kick it in the fucking no, face. No, it's even worse than that. Your dog's dead. 
Okay. Just kidding. The dog's back, and then they br- dressed up a sci- one of those hairless cats <laughs> as yeah. a dog, and they're like, yeah. it's the same dog, and they're like, no, it's not. That dog doesn't smoke weed, man. All right. Kevin Thorne eventually debuts. Yep. His first match is against? Little Guido. Little Guido. How the storyline br- of that match, like once again, putting over Kevin Thorne's holiday is Paul Heyman's uh, thugs beat him up. Beat him up. Yeah. Those thugs are? There has to be a fucking... Who are those thugs? Let's see if you know how deep your knowledge goes. The Basham Brothers. Correct, Mundo. I just guessed that. No, it was absolutely the Basham If they're dressed the same, they're the Basham Brothers. Yeah. So, which is great. The Bashams. Uh... So you have to have a fucking uh, character. Like, you have to have an authority character, obviously, in pro wrestling, John. You can't not have a pro wrestling promotion and not have... I used to love authority characters. I want there to be no more authority characters. Every single wrestling promotion has an authority character. I hate it. It's like, even Lucha Underground, it's like, oh, we're doing so many different things. You are. And then there's an evil boss. Of course there's an evil boss. Make the boss not evil. Yeah. That's all you have to do. He even kept the razor's edge as the vampire. Yeah, he does. Well, again, he's been a wrestler for like at this point six years with a couple of breaks because That's he true. headbutted a mofoco. So his his skill set isn't that great. They really try and push him. The, Paul Heyman sets up this whole thing of ECW Originals versus the New Breed. I believe they're called. Yes. If any angle shouldn't have been ripped off from WCW. <laughs> that is true. It's the new I'd blood versus the millionaire. Together. Oh, it was exactly that. And it was fucking irritating. It was the only time Sandman got a WrestleMania spot out of it. Yeah. Um, and They're burying the ECW guys, though. Like, there's a, the I r- could see why, because from Vince McMahon's perspective, someone who probably never actually watched each ECW, yeah. he was like, what the fuck is this? This is fucking terrible. What, yeah. do you, what do you mean Tommy Dreamer's move is Spicoli driver, then cry? Or, yeah, why is everyone why is everyone dressed like they're going to the off-license to get one thing? Yeah. Like, they, why is everyone just dressed because their wife made them go to the store to get milk? Yeah, th- no to reason. get something that they, they want but don't need. Yeah, exactly. By the way, Tommy Dreamer's so concussed, he has, to make sh- he has to check every door is locked or, like, closed in his house because he just leaves things open because he forgets. Yeah, of course. He's like he's, he's he was cha- he was handcuffed to a ra- uh, cage and took several chair shots. No, nope, that was Raven. He did that to Raven. No, he also that also happened to Tommy Dreamer. You bitch. You bitch. You are a bitch. I don't know what happens to Kevin Thorne after that debut match. I watched it against him and Little Guido. Okay. It is weird that they have his goons beat him up and yet they still give Little Guido some offense. It's very bizarre. Here's what happens. In lieu of more meat on the Kevin Thorne bone. Ariel had just a thing about her that made everyone go, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, yeah. This is the one thing, by the way, they're trying to do PG, but this is also the time of like, Kelly Kelly's on the show, and she's going to show you her pussy. Lips open, lips open, lips open. Her pussy's going to talk. How are you guys? Yeah, it's funny because they kept, they took away all the things about ECW that made it fun as a wrestling fan, but then kept the stuff where if you watch it now is cringeworthy, such as just like, who's your manager? A woman dressed like a prostitute. <laughs> or like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, But Ariel's, uh, uh, the big part of the package essentially is like, here's a tall guy with that hot chick. He, I think he jobs out to CM Punk. Like, he's just a big jobber essentially pretty much immediately. He can't, like, he's, dra- his 
clothing, I think, oddly, is pretty much what he should have been as Mordecai in a yeah, weird way. Because he's not white. covered That's with logos. That's a great fucking point. Because they don't... He's dressed like the early 90s Undertaker when Undertaker had the, like... Um, uh, what would you, how the fuck would you even say? He had, what it Undertaker had like a fucking wool button up shirt, sleeveless. tucked into tights. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, tucked into tights. He's dressed like early nineties Undertaker. He looks good, and he doesn't have a fucking big logo on his chest, which and is what everyone eats at that goofy fucking logo. I see your point. The problem with it is, is they explicit. They never ever explicitly said Gangrel is a vampire. Mm-hmm. And oh, I they th- just said Kevin Thorne was a vampire. They shouldn't have done that. Like. But they had to because they're like, see, see, we're giving you a... And he's the first... He's set up to fail because he is the first actual huge sci-fi character that ECW does. And I think kind of like the only one. Because they didn't have like an alien or anything. They just kind of had... They had Kevin Thorne and Ariel specifically to satisfy sci- the sci-fi network. And the reason why they ended up getting like kind of cut from the sci-fi network was because of... Basically, not having more Kevin Thorns. You can't, you can't ride the fence on those type of things. You either have to go for it or not. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. But it's one of those things where I see the point, but it's like you hint at it, and then they never explicitly said the Undertaker is a zombie. Yeah. And I see that point, but it just be a bit more clever. Also, be more clever on who you choose, which is like choose a guy who was an who's an astronaut. Like you know what I mean? Like do something that's relatively realistic. Army man, you know something like that. A wolf man. Yeah. Weirdly, I also thought Wolfman, and I don't know why I'm like, I believe there's a Wolfman, but vampires are ridiculous. I would love a character, I would love it if they, here's how they did sci-fi characters, if they made them also down to earth, like check this out. He is stuck as a werewolf, right? He's stuck like as a werewolf, but he still has a human brain. So what he does is he uh, loves to party and he loves blow. I think that is a good kid. Coked up werewolf, I think. What are you? What are you a writer for? Conan O'Brien's show from the nineties. Exactly. Just do a bunch of nineties Conan characters. Coked up werewolf on ECW. Yeah. Conan O'Brien's show in the nineties. Rob Van Dam is bleeding from the head, and the werewolf is bleeding from his nose. Yeah. Oh my God, the werewolf is. He's put him to sleep by talking about mutual funds. Yeah. We just gotta fucking invest, man. We gotta fucking do this, man. Man, we can't just work for the rest of our lives. You gotta think about it. I, 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 I'd fuck Ariel, but my cock won't fucking work. Yeah, because of her. ECW fans would have loved that shit. Coked up werewolf. Um, bring back Mantar. Like, legit, just bring back Mantar. Been great. Also, oh, wasn't Mantar bad? Not anymore. <laughs> He's the champ. <laughs> it's also one of those where make it part of the title, which is like Paul Heyman is like, I work for sci-fi. Yeah. It's a science fiction network. Yeah. We're having a vampire. And do it that way so he's a big fucking heel and put him over as this is forced and he doesn't give a fuck because I get to wrestle so this is who I am. You know what the you know what the play would have been but they would have never done it and I don't know why. I'm sure I will learn later on um, just by reading up on it because I didn't read up on it. But the play would be have Don Callis come back as the network and fucking be like. Oh, yeah, that would have been fucking great. And then, yeah, have, and then bring in Rhino and Rhino is still the, like bring back everybody who was in that late 2000s. But Vince McMahon hates Don Callis for some reason. Yeah, I'm not sure why. And that's the other thing what Thorne talks about when he did the vampire character is like, I feel like I had some heat. But the problem was they put me on ECW because after the fight, they never trusted me again. He's like, I don't like I knew they liked me still, which is why I was on the company. And he basically would have had like, okay, make this shit work. 
and then we can move back to having you maybe be a regular roster guy. But it never really worked. They just kind of jobbed him out a bunch. They used him as a big jobber. Yeah. Um, they then made him... So if you want to say that he starts out as Vampire Undertaker when he's back, they make him change his um, attire to basically look like... And this is a bit of a reach, but if you ever seen Blade One, he dresses like Stephen Dorff. That's does. A, I was about to say. Then it, they turn him into like emo vampire. Yeah, because he wears like a Kurt Angle singlet with Stephen Dorff's hair. Well, so what's lucky is that they got rid of this guy before Vince McMahon found out what Twilight was. Oh my God, yeah. Or he would have just been coming to the ring with all oh, that would have piano good. music and just been like, "I'm a sad, glittery boy." They just don't understand. They just don't give me. They don't understand. You got to look into the sky and know you live in Oregon. (laughs) (laughs) What book started as uh, Twilight fan fiction? Me. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, everyone knows that. No. Yeah, everyone knows that. Not everyone who listens to this podcast. I guarantee a few people are like, what? Fifty Shades of Grey, are they talking about what my underpants look like? Because I don't change. That is something, that's a book you guys can jack off to out there. You guys need a you guys need a spurt to a book. Ooh, got some no. You guys you guys having a bad brain day? You need some fucking make 'em ups in your head. You need to squirt jizz. You can fucking jack off to that book. You ever jacked off to a book? Here's what Fifty Shades. You ever jacked off to a book, John? No, I have. Stephen King's It. (laughs) Oh, this. I was twelve. The scene where they all fuck. No, the scene. The scene where she's talking about how her fat, ugly husband's fucking her. I only got that far into the book, and then I jacked off, and I stopped reading the book. That's very far into the book. That's the second book. The second book? No, that's like 100 pages in. I only read 100 pages into a book. We're kids in the first book. In the first book? Yeah, it's two parts. Oh, I guess the second part. I guess I just read the second book. Yeah, you you just read the second part. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, thank God. I didn't realize there was a kids part of it. Yeah, there are kids for the first like entire like that's why. Oh my god! So wait a minute, that happens. Ooh, Ooh spoiler alert! <laughs> yeah, the the it ends with they vanquish it the first time, and then the one girl in the losers club's like I'm taking all your virginities. That book is very weird. Yeah, of course, Stephen King's weird. Stephen King has a lot of like just like this happened, and then very business like descriptions of sex. Yeah. The labia pushed back. <laughs> <laughs> and that is when the uvula came into play. Yeah. Her clitoris was discovered, and it was enjoyed. Um, Fifty Shades of Grey, by the way, made me learn that a girl I went to high school with is into some dirty shit. Bam, she, bam, bam, bam! She posted on Facebook, um, some of you know what I'm into, and maybe I shouldn't be sharing this, but I just read Fifty Shades of Grey, and that is the tamest shit I have ever read. I've done crazier things than that on a weekday. You can't have good sex on a weekday. No, I think she's in. She's from Ottawa. You gotta understand, Ottawa people goes deep. Yeah, of course. When a- the Ashley Madison statistics came out, and half the married people in the city are <laughs> Ashley Madison. That's good stuff, though. Great. That's so good. Um. So yeah, Kevin Thorne eventually gets released uh because he fishy shaves of gray to me um though he uh he gets released ariel gets released first which is like that's a big part of that package essentially it's also shocking that they let her go because ecw needed some i can do yeah i'm not really sure why they let ariel go but i'm sure it was something weird (laughs) 
I think she also did porn after that, if I'm not certain. God, I hope so. <laughs> I can finally jack off to a wrestler lady without having moral implications leveled against me. Like which ones? Paige. Charlotte Flair. I never... John Cena. <laughs> Bam Margera. John Cena, oddly, is the only one I would feel okay with uh, looking at his dick. Fun John Cena story. Um, comedian Joey Diaz and the father of comedian Burt Kreischer. Okay. Podcast is the best. We're on an airplane. Joey Diaz falls asleep. Okay. Before the flight takes off, John Cena sits... Uh, um, I tipped the punchline. John Cena sits down next to the old man and plays Candy Crush for the entire five-hour flight. Old man gets off and goes, this muscle-bound fucking idiot played Candy Crush for five hours. Joey Diaz wakes up and goes, we sat next to John Cena. <laughs> he played Candy Crush for five hours? Yeah. God bless. Hustle loyalty and Candy Crush and respect. That's a guy who's going to win. He, uh, oh, just to skip ahead here, um, they send him back down to Florida Championship Wrestling and OVW. Um, and he was part of plans to actually, in mid-2008, feud with The Undertaker again, oh my God. but then they dumped that because like Vince never trusted him again. He said that like Vince McMahon never made eye contact with him after the fucking Mordecai thing. Or if he did make fucking eye contact Christ. with him, it was kind of that thing where you're like, look up, you're reading something, you look up at someone, then you look back down. Like, never again, because it was like, it's kind of like fucking, um, well, oh my God, Godfather 2, when they kill Fredo. It's like that. Yeah. He was like, you fucking, I trusted you, man. Like, I fucking trusted you. Yeah. He seemed like, he was like, Mordecai probably would have just ended up as like a great Kali thing where he comes in, loses the Undertaker, gets a couple of whatevers. Yeah. A, a six month build to whatever. But like, and, and he had a lot of, t and he had a lot of talent. So it's kind of sad. Like he's moved really well for his size. Yeah, he was a, he was a he was an all right wrestler. I wouldn't say he was great. He also didn't really ever have a chance to develop. It was so many stops and starts. True, yeah. That like, what were you gonna fucking do? Yeah, exactly. He's in. He's out. Yeah, let's see how long he's been a wrestler by the time he like six seven years. Yep, two thousand, and then four years in, he gets the chance to, and he like, and it's the other thing where he only get. He only gets to be that character for like months at a time. Like, okay, you're that character run out there. And it's not like he doesn't have that base. Like, whereas the million dollar man, when he was the million dollar man, had already been wrestling for like over a decade. So yeah, he has that base of like what makes a wrestler get over. Uh, here's how I, here's basic ways to get a wrestler at wrestling heel over. And I'll use that and then play this character. He's just like, okay, I'll just act like they tell me to act. Yeah. And then kind of fucked up. Um, what's your favorite thing about Kevin Thorne? <laughs> I'll tell you mine. Yeah, tell me yours. I think he was really. I won't say he was a good wrestler, really, from his time in the Fed. But I will say, uh, he could work with smaller guys really well because he was very agile. Like he did a match against Rey Mysterio, where, goddamn, that guy he took a fucking uh, hurricane run like a champ. I will say my favorite thing based on uh, the fight is uh, he doesn't take no shit. Nice. Headbutted the fuck out of that guy. Who go, who opened the only guy I know who opens with a headbutt is my buddy Andrew Jameson. Ex bouncers, baby. You know, there's a book called I should be given this. There's a book called From When We Were Bouncers. Read the shit out of that. It's like Stone Cold and like everyone, basically just a bunch of celebrities telling bouncer stories. Yes, please. Headbutt's the best way to end a fight early. All right, boom, done. And like, in his defense, like the other guy was just being a dick. 
So we headbutted him to make the fucking fight end quickly. You know? Yeah. You bri- I I broke your nose. Go away. No one's going to fight you after they've broken nose. It's really easy. I'm talking like I've ever done this. <laughs> I've, I've broken a lot of noise- noses. Noises? You've broken a lot of noises. Yeah. Would you fucking speak with your shit voice, buddy? <laughs> so it doesn't take no shit. Deceptively Fuck agile. you. Podcast Worst- over. Worst thing about Kevin Thorne. The Mordecai gimmick and also the Kevin Thorne gimmick. No, Kevin Thorne gimmick is worse than the Mordecai gimmick. Mordecai gimmick could have been salvaged in some way. Kevin Thorne gimmick is fucking horrendous. He's a vampy. Yeah. He drinks blood. He's because that's Watch exactly- out, ladies. If you're on your periods, he's going to fucking tip you over like a pint glass. Because the odd thing is, that's the thing... The nuance they used with the Mordecai gimmick, it's such a weird thing where it's like if it, they both could have been one. I game. also get very nervous whenever anyone uses the word nuance near wrestling. Really? It's never good. It's never like the nuance of the Rock's character. It's always like, <laughs> oh, you mean how we would call the road dog gay? Yeah. <laughs> the nuance of May Young and. Watch this guy. He's really funny. You're gay. Yeah. <laughs> ha ha. That's my sense of humor. Lillian uh, Garcia, you want to fuck me, but I decided <laughs> you're gross. <laughs> Lillian wants my cock, but she has a gross pussy. Yeah. Nice. Um, oddly, it's like if they could have just used the weird parts of both characters, they would have come up with one good one because they nuanced Mordecai. They weren't like, they didn't explicitly say what he was they just said he was a freak who wants purity and that's all the information you got you kind of had to draw the own lines for yourself and when you write something when you let the audience By the way, they got that quote from jerry lawler's journal <laughs> well when you let people make their own I want them clean don't be dirty or i'll have to get jane in here have you ever seen a, a fresh snowfall and it's pristine that's what I want out of my women. <laughs> Untouched. <laughs> Factory fucking sealed. Oh no! <laughs> there you were. I just went. I just went there. You were wanted to, but I just did it. I want to pop their hymens like no. an archaeologist breaking into a sarcophagi. Oh no! 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 So, sarcophagi. They make you draw. They try to make the audience draw their own conclusions with Mordecai to make the character a bit better. Um, and with Kevin Thorne, they're like, he is a vampire. Are you happy now, Steven, who runs the network? Yeah. So you could have, like, if you if they would have just applied certain parts of Kevin Thorne to Mordecai, I'm sure it would have been better. Also, it wouldn't have fucking mattered anyway. Um, yeah. I don't know. I guess the worst thing about Kevin Thorne is probably that he lost that court case. I mean, that kind of, it's a lot of money. Yeah. I care about people. John cares about wrestling. John's a fucking loser and no one is his friend. I value the listeners to this program. Unlike Dylan, who puts his personal feelings before work. Stop <laughs> crying and get to work. Dylan's gonna die. Surrounded by deaths. Nope, I'm gonna die surrounded by pussy. Those are women sent from credit card companies Mr. to seduce you Mr. and Gott. get your cash. Mr. Gott. Can you, you have even an hour to live? Is there anything we need, can get you? Get me all my friends' wives. <laughs> Some of suck their tits. Are you? I assume you plan on. You can't die- charge me if I'm dead. Do you, I assume you plan on dying the way your grandfather did? Quit smoking. Reverse cowgirling, everybody. <laughs> yes. Reverse cowgirling a nurse. Yeah. I'm going to die in a bitch. Wait a minute. But, so, but if you're reverse cowgirling her? No faces. <laughs> so you're 
on top, turned around, your dick is tucked into her pussy, yeah. and you're riding it pile driver style. No, reverse cowgirl, she's on top. I'm doing none of the work. I'm fucking dying. <laughs> no, but reverse cowgirling implies that you're being the cowgirl. No, reverse cowgirl. Cowgirl is when she's no, but on top. It's the, I know it. Oh, I've done reverse cowgirl a lot. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. You don't know what it is. How many is. times have you done it? I can tell you how many times I've done it. I've done it tons. Like how many times? 70. Not me, man. I count every 69 time. 69 times. I have this... Uh, I do every position until I get to 69, <laughs> and then I just start inventing my own. Oh, crazy. I do everyone 316. <laughs> so I've actually got a lot more reverse cowgirling. Do you want to know how many times I've had sex with your mom? 420. No. 420 times. No, you've never done that. I smoke weed off of her clue. No, you don't. That's impossible. How would you do that? I, uh, light, I light the match off of her fucking fat bush man. No, oh, I'm no. very uncomfortable probably yeah she's an old woman why would she shave that'd be weird if you what if, what if you <laughs> what if you ended up sleeping with a 70 year old woman but she shaved would you be like i'm out of here <laughs> i'm why, I, who are you yeah. <laughs> you're lying about weird things <laughs> i would assume that she's like a f- two friends of mine from the city of montreal who had their pubic hair lasered off yeah, I don't like that. I've heard about that. I don't like it. One of whom lived with a stripper, and the stripper essentially bullied her into doing it. By the way, this is... One of the first text messages I ever read, which was... Don't fucking do that. First text message I ever read was shown to me on her phone, and it said, Hey, you're going on a date tonight, and no one needs a coat for their dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's gravestone material. South... Listen, South Shore of Montreal, if you think... You think you know scumbags. Oh, what's up? We all went to school with just enough Greek people that we're mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, that last part wasn't about wrestling, but thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, please rate us on iTunes. It helps more people find out uh, what disgusting things we think this week and some about I'm going to say right now, this episode was not as bad as I thought it was going to be based on the fact that Kevin Feige's career is basically... Oh, fuck. It was uh hey, nope. Yeah. Uh, nah. It was a it was a if it was a Tinder conversation, it was going well and then someone went over the line, but they still tried to go on a date. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was one of those ones where you screen cap it to your friends, but your friends are like, Oh, that's not really that notable, but they L O L because it's not a ha ha. It's one of those. Thanks very much for listening. If you're uh, stretching right now, uh, pull it out. Pull it out and show it to somebody. I love you all so much. Bye-bye. Don't use protection. Gentlemen, bow your heads and close your eyes. Mordecai has demanded a moment of silence so that he may pray for your sins. Almighty Father, I kneel in this ring in a cesspool of a country. In a city where the children are nothing more than spoiled brats. And the women The wives, the daughters, the mothers, and the grandmothers are no better than the harlots that sell themselves on these city streets.
where weak-minded men are cowardly and corrupt. Father, you forgive them, but I will not, I cannot, I will punish each and every one of them and they will hear me and fear me for I have damned them to hell.